Welcome to Beyond the Microphone, a podcast about podcasters and the stories of how their shows came together, grew, and what they've discovered along the way. I'm your host, Adam Baru. So thanks for listening to our first episode. Before we get into our interview with our guest today, I'd like to share a little bit about how this podcast came together. I used to host a podcast called The Change that was focused on servant leadership, mental health, burnout, and anxiety. And that show grew out of my own healing journey as I was struggling to balance my role as CEO of an IT consulting agency and parenthood and processing through some legacy trauma that had presented itself at the beginning of the pandemic. With the change, I was able to meet and support numerous podcasters and others who are working hard to normalize mental health conversations and strive to make an impact in our collective psyche and healing journeys. And the format of this show is going to be quite different. Um, You know, it was born out of the experience with the change. And, you know, really what I found was the podcasting community and people I've met were so incredibly supportive and collaborative and everyone is driven by passion and purpose. So what I'm hoping to achieve with Beyond the Microphone is educating for existing as well as beginning podcasters, you know, what what it takes to put a podcast together, what that journey is like. And I want to explore those stories about how, you know, people's podcasts got started, what motivated them to get started, and also, you know, share any tips and insights that podcasters that I'm going to be speaking with have learned along the way so that others that listen to this podcast can benefit and find support to get success in their own podcasting journey. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, Our guest today is Molly Sider, who I met through the Grow the Show program. And as members of the Accelerator program, we have access to an inner circle community where podcasters can share ideas, ask questions. It's a forum. So, you know, really nothing is a stupid question there. And um, everybody is really helpful and collaborative and supportive. And Molly had sent a community post looking for people to really just collaborate with in any way whatsoever. I think you had, you know, asked to do things like trailer swaps, guest swaps, et cetera. So Molly, welcome to Beyond the Microphone. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. And, you know, just, you know, real world podcasting for people that are listening that are just starting out, you know, you're going to run into some technical stuff 100% along the way. So Molly can't see me right now, or she couldn't see me at the beginning. We're recording on a platform called Riverside, which I absolutely love. And we do all of our podcasts on EIQ Media um, using Riverside. And I don't often run into technical stuff. So Molly's just going to pretend she can see me here today, even though we are (laughs) releasing the video ultimately on YouTube. So she'll see it then. But um. All right, so you got a podcast called I Am This Age, which is proof that you're never too late, you're never too old, and where you encourage people to go do that thing they're always talking about. So before we get into that, why don't we start with the basics? You know, who are you? Um, Give us some detail about yourself, where you live, and, and ultimately, what led you into podcasting and starting your show? Okay. Well, um, I am, well, I'm Molly and I live in Chicago. Um, and I, let's see, where do I even begin? Um, <laughs> I was a longtime wine professional um, in New York and in Chicago. And then during the pandemic, um, left that industry. And um, around that time, had been thinking about starting this podcast. So the podcast I Am This Age came from this idea, well, it was as I was approaching the age of 40, um, 
because I interview people who are over the age of 40. Mm. Um, I was approaching 40 and I was sort of panicked that I wasn't where I thought I should be at that age. Um, I was still in my career, um, still liking it, but also um, had a little bit of a hunch that I wasn't going to want to do it for the rest of my life um, because it's not like the most, the healthiest lifestyle, as fun as it is. Um, And I was out of a, like, I don't know, not great situationship for lack of a better a word. Situationship, like, a situationship, like relationship, kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> never married, no no children. And I was really panicked, like, oh my God, I'm going to be 40. And what have I done? Like, I've missed my chance. And I was always really into listening to podcasts. And so I was searching for representation and stories from people who were older than me, who were living outside of the normal box or making big changes later in life. And we're finding, ha- you know, happiness or their version of happiness and success and just like loving life anyway. And Mm -hmm. I could not find it in podcast form anywhere. And I was like, oh, surely I'm not the only person out there feeling this way or needing this content. So I guess I'm just going to have to start my own podcast. Yeah. But also I had no idea how to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I want to get into. So like, yeah, how, and, and, you know, everybody kind of experiences this and, you know, unless you're in broadcasting or performing, like, how do you even know where to start? I mean, it's not just, you know, coming up with the concept, but then there's the whole technical part of like putting it all together. So how did you kind of navigate through that part of it? Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like everybody these days is like, I want a podcast. And you know, obviously mm-hmm. I I was one of those people. Um, and I think a lot of people, including myself, didn't do not understand how much work it is and all that entails making yeah. a podcast. Um, it's a lot. Um, so I had the idea first, of course, and I sat on it for a really long time because, again, I did not know how to make a podcast. I don't consider myself particularly techie um, and I didn't have any idea where to begin. Mm-hmm. So I started by just telling people the idea just to like see what people thought and also because I don't know. It just was something that I needed so badly that I couldn't not talk about it. And so I talked about it to everybody I knew and everybody who heard about it, who was like, you know, my age, even younger people were like, oh, my God, that's such a good idea. I need that. Also, you need to make this. And so it just was motivating to be like, all right, I got to figure this out. But also I'm terrified because, again, like no clue where to start. Luckily, I have a really good friend who works in like the marketing world and he runs a studio here in Chicago and he's a photographer and a videographer um, and just like has all that knowledge or at least knows where to find it. And he was like, all right, this is what you need to get. You need to get like this microphone. You need to get, Mm -hmm. you know, these XLR cables and you need to get a recorder at this time. I was using a little zoom recorder Mm -hmm. and like, I didn't know what any of those things were. I'm like, what? Like what's an XLR cable? I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, so he like took me to, uh, what, uh, he took me to a store. He took me to, um, I can't remember the name of the store, like the garage, not garage, uh, um, guitar center. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we like went and we got, you know, a zoom record, like I used a zoom recorder there and just a bunch of stuff. And then I still, I, I got it and I bought it. I spent all this money <laughs> and then I just didn't do anything with it. Because again, I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with this stuff. Mm-hmm. When was this, um, by the way? Because like, you know, Zoom recorder, I mean, you're not using that thing anymore. I mean, now there's, you know, tools. I'm not. To, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not using a Zoom recorder anymore, unless I travel. It's awesome to have if oh, you're traveling because okay. they're really tiny and, you know, don't require much and easy just to like pack in your in your suitcase or whatever. So um, it's nice to have them around if you want to travel with the podcast. Um, but this was in 2019. Okay. Um, the first episode I ended up reaching out to a friend of mine's mom who has a wonderful story. Um, she's a world champion Ironman in her age bracket in her 70s. And nice. she didn't start like running marathons until her late 40s and didn't learn how to swim until her after her first triathlon, which was in her 60s. She's not wow. a swim. And she's badass, obviously. She's like won the, uh, the Ironman Hawaii. She's won a That's bunch awesome. of times. and. Yeah. She's got a great story and I knew that I knew, you know, her because I grew up with her daughter. Um, and so I reached out to her and she also she lives in the suburbs of Chicago and she was willing to come drive into the city. And I used my same friend who runs the marketing studio. Um, he let me use his studio. Like we went in there on like a Saturday. It was like a snowy April day. Mm -hmm. And he set up like this makeshift studio. Um, I used his really fancy, very expensive microphones. He was like, do not drop these. They're very expensive. <laughs> um, and honestly, they aren't the best microphones because they're the purpose is not for podcasts. So it picks up like mm -hmm. lots of like noise, you know, okay. ambient noise and stuff like that. But um, but that was the first episode. And then I sat on that episode for a year and a half and I did not publish it. I didn't do anything with it because I was like, well, where am I going to find a second episode? And I don't even know. Like, you know, it's just so like overwhelmed with like. Yeah. Well, let's stop with that episode. Like, how did you even prepare for that? What like did you script what you wanted to ask? Like, just if you could go back and remember, like even just putting that first episode together, you know, what? Yes. What did you work off of? Like, what did, what oh. were you modeling off of? Well, OK, so good question. I modeled it off of mostly how I built this with Guy mm -hmm. Raz, yeah, um, which that. I feel like is pretty popular amongst podcasters. Um I also am a huge armchair expert fan with Zach Shepard. Um, and so the like vulnerability piece I really picked up from him where I was like, I want this to be like a conversation. I want to be able to share some of, you know, my experiences in life. Um, it was, but it was, it was more how I built this in style, like yeah. setting up the question by giving a little bit of a backstory, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, which now I do over voice voiceovers, but then I was doing it like within the episode. I didn't know how to, at the time, I didn't think about like, what's like the main question I want answered? Like I knew kind of like broadly. Um, so I, and she had a bunch of change stories. Like she, you know, went back and started working after her forties and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So we covered everything. The episode is an hour and a half long. It's unedited because I didn't know how to edit at the time. And she's a wonderful story, but I keep, I was just talking about this last night. Like I think about maybe I should, how I should go back and edit it and put it out how I put out my episodes today. Cause this is mm -hmm. a wonderful story, but like way too long. And also I, if I did it today, I would pick like one topic. I wouldn't want to like cover all of, cause you know, yeah, some people just have a up. lot. Yeah. A lot. Some people have a lot of different change stories and it's like, no, pick one. Yeah. Focus on one. Totally. But, um, I, um, very still to this day like extremely prepared like i'm preparing for an interview this afternoon with Kristen. Mm -hmm. um oh cool yeah and i um i always like will make an outline of the questions that i want to ask and even i'll throw in some things that i might want to like include of my own personal story 
Um, just to remind myself, I otherwise get super, super nervous. I love speaking in front of people, but I only if I'm super, super prepared and know exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah. So that was no different with her back way back then. Hey there, fellow podcasters. This is Tori Barker of the Creative Visionaries podcast, and I'm excited to introduce you to Podtask, the all-in-one platform designed to streamline your workflow and take your show to the next level. If you're tired of feeling overwhelmed by the tasks required to manage your podcast, then check out Podtask, where you can easily streamline your podcasting process and simplify your workflow. Say goodbye to the stress of managing multiple tasks and deadlines, and hello to a more efficient and productive podcasting experience. And it doesn't just stop there. Podtask also offers AI-based marketing tools that give your podcast a competitive edge. As a fellow podcaster, I know from experience how important it is to have a reliable and efficient tool like Podtask to keep you on track. It helps save me so much time in post-production, which allows me to focus on what really matters, creating great content for my listeners. So if you're ready to take your podcast to the next level, head over to podcast.com and sign up for a free forever plan and get started today. What really happens to us when we die? There is growing evidence that suggests we never really die, but that our eternal souls take a journey from this earthly plane to the afterlife over and over again. Join me, Kristen Taylor, host of How I Made It Through, as I interview psychic mediums and those who have had near-death experiences, as they share insights about why we are here and what we can expect when we transition to the afterlife. So where, like, at what point did you find for yourself that comfort zone, um, you know, where you started to feel, okay, no, I got this. Like, I, I'm, I got this. I'm actually, like, doing well with this, and I feel good about it. Um, I mean, I, I still get nervous, but um, I definitely maybe just in the past. Okay, so I should back up and just say real fast, when I did the first episode and I sat on it for a year and a half and I finally let it, I finally released it because I, um, I had a coach helping me coach, like she was basically coaching me through like, what would it feel like? Why are you sitting on this? Why aren't you doing anything with it? What would it feel like to just release this episode like tonight? And the reason why I had so much trouble, let it like releasing it and putting it out to the world was because I was like, it's not going to sound like, you know, it's not going to sound like how I built this or um, armchair expert. Like those are like produced. They have money behind it. They have people, you know, who have specific jobs and this is just me and I'm new to this and I don't know what I'm doing. And how can I possibly put an episode out or put a show out there? That's not going to sound perfect. Yeah. And also how will I find more people? (laughs) Like, I don't know how to find more guests right now. And, um, and I had to really give myself permission to, a obviously make a podcast that's sounds the best to my ability and under and like let go of the like perfection piece of it but also to um put out an episode whenever I had one because ultimately I was making this podcast for me because it was content that I really needed and I just had a hunch that if I needed somebody else would do and I was also like 
I'm not trying to make money doing this. I I just want to like, I want to help myself and I want to help other people. And if I could help, you know, two people in the world, then my job is done. And allowing myself to do it that way was humongous. Um, so then I was just putting an episode out whenever I had one, whenever I like found somebody who I thought had an interesting story. So I wanted to include that because for the first at least year, I was just like, I would, I would put one out like, you know, sporadically, like whenever yeah. I had one. And now I'm on a, you know, obviously a consistent schedule every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, I think it took me a while to feel, you know, more confident, like, okay, I've got this and I can figure out these interviews and I can even maybe, you know, um, plan a little bit less and let go of my outlines a little bit, you know, like I can shift easier. Like it's now after doing it. So I, so my first episode came out in January of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm like, all right, like all I have to do is like show up, ask a question, stay curious, be kind, all of those things I know I can do. Um, so I feel confident now, but it took me a while. Yeah. I, you know, a lot of people that I speak with, and I think this is just part of the creative process for a lot of people um, that, that are, that are creators, right. Is this kind of this fear factor, like wanting to make something perfect, this chasing perfection um, notion. So I want to I want to stay there a little bit because, you know, for people that may be listening to this, that, that, you know, have an idea, but it's just, you know, taking, taking something from concept to reality, you know, when you're, when you feel like you have to make it perfect, you know, that you're not, maybe there's a little imposter syndrome there where if, if you release something that has some flaws, you know, or whatever, that's not exactly what you want it to be, that it's not worthy of, uh, of releasing. So, you know, you spoke a little bit about just kind of like a letting go process. So, you know, elaborate on that a little bit more, maybe some insight, you know, for people listening here today, just that idea of chasing perfection and and how to get through that. Yeah. Well, perfectionism is definitely something that I work on a lot. I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, you know, it's an insecurity, really. Um, it's a huge insecurity. What will people think? Mm-hmm. Um, what will people think who have known me as one thing? And now I'm like creating this podcast, this platform for me to speak on. And, um, you know, who do I think I am? Like, there's so much insecurity. Um, you know, therefore, I have to create this thing that sounds absolutely perfect. So people won't question or judge or whatever that is. Um, and A, just like recognizing what it's about and you know what the insecurity is about um and understanding that like of course I'm not going to be perfect at this I'm a one woman show and um you know I literally do everything myself and especially in the beginning like how could I possibly know how could it possibly sound perfect like I don't know what I'm doing you know I, I, all of this is all of these skills are completely new to me um all of the technology is completely new to me it would be impossible for it to sound like an NPR produced show. That's, you yeah. know, crazy to worry about. Not crazy to worry about, but it's, you know, it's silly. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Um, but also I have this through like, you know, working with coaches a lot too. Like I have this outlook on life that I'm always saying out loud into myself. 
um, life is my learning journey. Like I'm just gathering information. So everything I'm doing, all the mistakes I'm making, okay, great. That's great information to take into next time. I won't do that again, or I will do that again. And when I think about it that way, when I remind myself like, oh, this is my learning journey, mm -hmm. somehow it's a lot easier to let go of the stuff that isn't perfect or great, you know, but it's still a struggle. Um, I've never liked having my picture taken. Um, and, you know, part of this is like putting your face out there. Mm -hmm. And um, I it, so all of this has for me has been a, a huge learning journey and also just kind of saying things to myself like, well, that's what I look like. And that's great. Like, that's OK. Or this is what I sound like. This is what my voice is, you know. Sometimes I screw up and so does everybody. And totally. um, just like, you know, also like listening, I listen to so many podcasts and I'm able to, I'm sure you do this too. Like I hear all the mistakes <laughs> that all the podcasts make. Yeah. And there are so many highly produced podcasts out there with teams of people that are making mistakes and that the sound isn't great. And somehow, not that I want everyone to suffer, but it just, it, you know, it humanizes everybody it like reminds me that there are human beings behind all of those shows and that humans make mistakes and that's okay and people are so forgiving and honestly most of the people listening don't even notice yeah 100 percent. answer your question you know and you know for me because like you know when i got started in podcasting i i would have never even envisioned that i would ever get into podcasting um it again like as i mentioned in the intro like my own journey came out of like really a very painful time I was going through and there was, you know, out of this healing process manifested this whole now podcasting side of my life. And it's, you know, growing into like a, you know, I produce, you know, a few podcasts and now I've got the software and it's, it's really this whole thing side of my life has taken shape. And so, you know, for me, I think what everything boils down to is been a journey of emotional courage just i had to like take a leap of faith and say i'm like kind of what you were saying like i'm really just doing this for myself and if i only kind of like help one or two people by sharing my story that it's all worth it but that process of like putting myself out there getting out of the comfort zone just showing up you know when yeah like all the anxiety and the fear is there but just the act of showing up has really informed for me a lot about myself and and what I'm capable of. And it's given me a tremendous amount of confidence. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure you would echo the same sentiment, like for anybody listening that's that's thinking about getting started, just take the step. Take the step. Yeah. And I think that you touched on something really important, which is um the difference between doing it for other people versus doing it for yourself, you know, like having a really clear reason why you're starting the podcast um, and reminding yourself of that as you go and as, especially as you're starting because you know if you're doing it just to um, please other people or to um, you know to create something that you think other people are going to like it's going to be a lot harder to I think it's going to be a lot harder to um, to show up and to be courageous as you said then if you're like, no, I'm I'm doing this because I believe in it so much, because it's something that I know is needed or I need it, it's going to be a lot easier to 
create, to show up, to be courageous, to take that first step, to, um, to you know, overcome the perfectionism, um, and to just keep doing it and keep um, and keep at it. You 100%. just showed up. I can see your face now. <laughs> oh, here I am. Um, see, all you got to do is show up, everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. You know, another thing too, another huge hurdle that I you you may have had to overcome. I know I definitely had to come overcome it. It's like when you get started and you launch it and now you're looking at your stats. Like, you know, we use Buzzsprout to put to to distribute our, our episodes. And so then you look at the stats and it's like, oh so much passion behind this one episode, but over the first thirty days, there's only been a hundred listeners. Like, you know, where where are you at with well, I guess let me ask this way. What would be your advice for people that, you know, may look at those numbers and possibly get discouraged? Like, you know, what do those numbers mean to you, first of all? And and how would you kind of process through that to keep going? Oh, God. Um, this is such a complicated question for me, I think. When I first put my podcast out, it was weird. Like, I immediately for the first, I don't know, year had like a few hundred downloads per episode, like just right off the bat. And which is really unusual. And That's then I like yeah. took, yeah, pretty, not bad. Um, And then I took a break and it just, and you know, they say like, don't stop because you'll lose listeners and download. Mm -hmm. And that is true. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. So it took a, you know, it kind of tanked and now I'm rebuilding and rebuilding and I'm getting back up there and, um, and, I think I'm getting, I'm gaining people who really actually are interested in the topic. So I think there's a huge difference in listenership. In terms of the numbers for me and the downloads, um, you know, it can be really, really discouraging. And I have moments and days where I'm like, what am I doing this for? Like, this yeah. is so much work. What am I killing myself over this for? Because um, it is a ton of work, which brings me back to like you better have a really good reason as to why you're doing this, because if you don't, you will not last. Like you won't keep going. You will quit. Oh, yeah. But I you... think the stat is like, you know, most fail within the first year. And like, you know, even after yeah. that first year, it's just it, it goes down. Like, yeah, I think I heard like most podcasts don't make it past five episodes. Um, And like any the the number of podcast maybe them wrong you can you probably know this better than me but like the number of po like podcasts that are um that are considered as like active or whatever you had to have put mm -hmm. out more than five episodes or more than eight episodes and like something within the last 90 days um which means if you take a break for the summer <laughs> you're an inactive podcast um but yeah it's um I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, I think like the, just to like really like hit that point home though, like you really have to have like a true purpose and really believe in it and yourself. And, you know, whenever I'm, whenever I'm having moments of like, look at my number, like, what am I doing? You know, not enough people are listening or whatever. How do I get more people? Um, and then I rethink everything and then I think, okay, well, do I still believe in what I'm doing? And the answer is always yes. Cause I, fully believe in what I'm doing. And that keeps me going. Like I fully believe in what I'm doing. I think what I'm making is great or the best that I can be, but also I keep pushing myself to get better and learn more and 
you know, shift. Like if you listen to my show the, from episode one to today, totally different mm-hmm. format. Topic yeah. is still the same and the point is the same, but a completely, completely different format, different length, everything. Um, and I think the point is that, you know, keep learning, keep growing, keep pushing, um, but just keep checking in to make sure that you still actually care and believe in the thing that you're that you're trying to put out. And like, yeah, if you're just putting a podcast out there because you want to like hear yourself talk, I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> and I think you really, you know, the the point I'm hearing that you're getting across is it's a process and it evolves. Yeah. And, you know, you there's going to be, you know, hurdles and you're going to get discouraged and then you're going to get really encouraged. And it's just this kind of like, you know, continuous cycle. Um, but th- yeah. that's normal. Like, don't get, you know, yes. don't get overwhelmed by it. Um, yeah. it. It's just normal. But anyway, so you mentioned, you know, that you listen to um, quite a few different podcasts. What What do you listen to? What do you like? I mean, it changes. Um, but okay, so obviously, how I built this and armchair expert um i like to listen to news like i i start my day every morning with the daily mm-hmm. um from the new york times um and other like news shows from um crooked media and stuff mm-hmm. like that um <laughs> i love true crime like i like it all i love lemonada media i don't know if you know the stuff out of that they're doing but they're mm-hmm. doing some amazing shows um but I also love, you know, I'm a life coach, so I also love the psychology stuff. So like the Brené Browns and the Adam Grants of the world. Yeah. Um, the, you know, 10% Happier and um, those types of podcasts. I know I'm missing some like favorites right now and I'm... You can go find out, you know, check out Molly's site. She'll, she'll maybe she'll post, um, you know, what, yeah. what she's listening to. Um, but like... Looking back, like what do you have uh, or can you remember like what's been your favorite episode or guest or quote or, or kind of memory that you have, you know, with your podcast? Oof, that's so hard. Um, I've had so many good ones. You know, mostly I think, okay, here's one thing about my show. And I can't remember if I was telling you this or not or who I was telling this recently, but I do preliminary interviews, as you know, because I've had you on my show. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> not out yet, but, um, I do preliminary interviews and I, um, almost a lot of the times when I'm like preparing to get on a call with somebody or preparing to do a recording with somebody, sometimes I'm like, I just don't feel like doing this or I don't think I'm going to like this person or something, you know, like I just like, I get tired or I'm like, I have too many things to do. I don't want to do this right now. And then every single time I get off the phone with somebody, or recording with somebody, I'm like blown away because I find everybody fascinating and everybody has something to say and something important to contribute to the world. And especially like, um, you know, when I'm asking very specific sort of challenging or empowering questions to them, like everybody has something interesting about themselves. And I love being able to pull that out of people. Like, I think that's like what I'm good at and what is my specialty. Um, and so I just, I don't know. I like love everybody, but I don't know. Okay. Let's see. One of my, I mean, one of my favorites recently was, um, oh, I, we were talking about it with Caressa and okay. she is a woman, wasn't it you? Maybe it was somebody else. Um, 
this woman, Caressa, Caressa, and she is, um, she got, she lost all of her hair in her 40s. She had like this like gorgeous, like red, flowy, thick hair. And she's an actress mm-hmm. in LA and she lost all of her hair in her 40s. And um, learning about how she like dealt with that, like emotionally and yeah. um, just mentally and how she overcame that. And also, you know, what she, what she's doing physically right now and her, how that affected her relationships and her, and her love life was like so good. I loved it. Wow. I also had my dad on like very, very early on. Okay. And um, that was, you know, personal favorite. And oh, my cool. best oldest friend too, Melissa. She's also a Hollywood person. Oh, awesome. um, so that was a really, that was a fun story. Awesome. Um, well, tell us a little bit about your production process. So you mentioned now you're, you're publishing every other week. So like, you know, from concept to re- finding guests, booking them, putting the whole thing together, like what is your production process like and do you do this full time or are you also balancing you know this podcasting life that you have with you know regular job and stuff like that yeah so um I do this along with um building a coaching practice and speaking practice and all that stuff um so it's a lot and I've taken some detours did did some podcast production um along the way um and as far as my process goes I um, now at this point kind of batch record. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll have like, you know, a, a week or two weeks where I'm just kind of getting, like I'm doing a bunch of preliminary interviews and actual interviews. Um, and then I stop doing that for a few weeks while I edit all of those episodes and publish them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I have, you know, I edit in Descript, um, which is new since Grow the Show. I love Descript. Um, I just started using it. Uh, I think we've done maybe one or two episodes um, with the other podcasts. Uh, yeah, love it. And you're liking it? Yeah. I mean, you know, with the editing, it's it's pretty easy. Um, the AI tools, like it'll generate audiograms and TikTok and stuff like that. So it can really cover a lot of bases for us. Yeah. It's, it took, I didn't like it at first. And I've no, heard I think that a lot of people, people, yeah, there's some, you know, it's, it's a new software yeah. and it's had some quirks and, you know. Yeah. Stuff. And it's massive. So it's like, it might slow down your computer and like, you know, I hear the fan running, I, but mm-hmm. I figured it out. Like I have to like upload my video and then just sort of let it go for like, it, and just like not touch it for a day. So I have to like, you know, think about like, okay, I'm going to edit tomorrow. So I'm going to upload it today. Um, but then once it's all calmed down, so I don't, again, like still not a techie person over here. So <laughs> once it's all calmed down and the fan has stopped running, I'm like, all right, it's go time. And then cool. even just like my editing, I have, you know, a very specific process where I like do like triple speed and just like go through and edit the actual con. I highly, I uh, highly, I heavily edit my episodes. Okay. Um, like heavily, heavily. I'm, tr- that's also part of me. Like I'm actually trying to let go of editing everything. <laughs> Well, there's, I've found, you know, there's lots of different variations. Like, you know, some podcasts I listen to and they're not edited at all. Like they're not scripted, edited. It's just a very off the cuff conversation. And those are cool. They work for those podcasts. And like, but I'm like you, I like to, you know, I kind of go after a little bit more of a higher production value, you know, polishing to it. I just like that format personally. Yeah, me too. It's just, I, I, what I'd prefer to listen to. Um, but yeah, there are plenty, there are tons of unedited, like very popular, successful podcasts out mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm like not, but you know, it's, it all 
it's you know it's all under the same umbrella of perfectionism <laughs> yeah and control yeah but be yourself um, you know like be yourself yeah. with it like stay true to what what feels good for you you know for anybody yeah. just kind of like going through the the process like if it feels good to you then it's fine it's gonna work yes absolutely 100 percent. yes that's right that's really good advice well hey i want to thank you so much for you know just being such a good friend so far like just the collaboration that we've had you know having me on to your podcast thanks for coming on to my podcast and again this is really why i love being in this community, it, it really, I find it to be super sharing, super collaborative and, you know, everybody's driven with purpose and passion. And I love that. And I get inspired by everybody I get connected with and super inspired with what you're doing. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me as your first guest. I'm honored. And I agree. This is, this can be a really collaborative space. So just remember, like, you don't have to do it alone. Lastly, where can people find and, you know, get connected with you? Um, the best places are either my website, which is just mollycider.com. It's spelled like apple cider, but with an S, S-I-D-E-R. Mm -hmm. um, or on Instagram, which is, my handle is at molly at this age. Um, like I am the sage, but molly at this age. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Molly. Yeah, thank you. Molly Sider is the host of I Am This Age, the podcast proving it's never too late, you're never too old, so go do that thing you're always talking about. She's a certified professional life coach, speaker, and real-life changemaker in her 40s. Molly believes the most efficient way to create peace inside and out is by sharing stories and listening to others share theirs. Go check out Molly's podcast, I Am This Age, wherever you listen to podcasts, or read more about her on mollycider.com. Whether you're just starting out in podcasting, or you've been at this a while and are looking to save time so you can focus on creating amazing content for your listeners, go check out Podtask, a podcast management and marketing platform designed by podcasters for podcasters. With Podtask's automated workflow management and AI-based marketing tools, you'll save time sanity and be better equipped to grow your podcasts thank you all for listening we'll see you next time on beyond the microphone beyond the microphone is produced and distributed by eiq media group llc elevate your emotional iq with podcasts and content focused on entrepreneurship overcoming adversity stories of emotional courage women's health aging and more